Hello, and thanks for listening to PXP Podcast. It's a show about leadership, self-development, personal growth, and accountability. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow. Now, you can catch our podcast on almost any platform or directly from our website at pxppodcast.com. To hear it hot off the press, check out our host on the Podbean app. If you have questions or want to hear a particular topic discussed or even want to be a guest on the show, connect with me on social and send me a message. Now, are you ready to kick off today's episode? All right, here we go. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whatever time you might be listening. Welcome back to another episode of PXP. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow. And today we're going to be diving into something that is a hot topic, I think, and something that is pretty juicy. We're going to be talking about the difference between motivation and inspiration. That's right. Two words that you often probably have used interchangeably in the past, but we're going to talk about today why those two words are not the same and why I really want you to wrap your head around this and I want you to kind of move past the idea that those two things mean the same thing. Okay, so let's get into it. To start with, let's talk about motivation and what even is motivation, right? It's kind of like your mood. You know, your motivation can go up and down. Think of like a roller coaster or like hills and valleys. You know, you get pumped up after a good pep talk. Maybe you're the leader and and your team is all pumped up because you just gave them this great rah-rah session and, uh, or, or you're the team member, you're, you know, you're listening to another leader or maybe not even a leader, but maybe a, uh, what we'll call a motivational speaker, right? And these, these talks, they can get you fired up. It's like, um, drinking a double espresso or, or a big old energy drink and, and you get fired up at the time You get motivated right then, but then it fades away. You know what I'm talking about? You've you've been there before. Maybe some, and this goes back to last week's episode, maybe some office drama kicks in, and all of a sudden your motivation is in the tank. But that's because oftentimes motivation, when it's driven by an external force or an external person, can fade. It goes up and down. But let's talk about inspiration. Inspiration, that's a whole nother animal, right? It's not just about getting all hyped up. It's not just about getting excited. It's not just about, you know, a huddle where we all, you know, put our hands together and, and, and rah, rah, rah. It's something different. It's something that digs deep inside you. It, it touches your core values. It touches who you are. I mean, it, it touches your very soul. You know what I'm talking about? When I think about something that it inspires me, something that always comes to mind is the book Trillion Dollar Coach. And you've heard me talk about this. If you've followed me for any length of time, you've heard me talk about the Trillion Dollar Coach. It's a book written about Bill Campbell and how he was the coach to so many uh, senior level executives and CEOs and board members in Silicon Valley. Trillion Dollar Coach. And it it speaks to my very soul. Like it touches me every single time that I listen to this book. You know, I listen to books. I don't read them. So every single time I listen to this book, it just, it just gets me in my soul. You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't just give me some motivational kick. Now it does motivate me. I'm not going to 
um, pretend like that doesn't happen. I do get, you know, a little, uh, a little endorphin pump or, or a little adrenaline pump, you know, when I, when I'm listening to this book, because it does excite me, but it also, it inspires me. And I mean, it hits me right in my soul. It, it, it digs down and it wraps, you know, the concepts in this book and just the idea of, of the coach that Bill Campbell was the leadership coach and the development coach and, um, and the, um, the business coach that he was, it just inspires me. It hits me right in my soul. And so leaders, I'm looking at you now and you think your job is to give these rah-rah speeches to get people pumped up. But here's the thing. That's not what you should be shooting for. Don't get me wrong now. Sometimes a motivational speech is a great thing and it's timely and it's needed to to get everyone on the same page and get them moving in the same direction. I'm not saying that that's not sometimes necessary, but you can't make someone motivated. That comes from within them. You got me? Let me say that again. You can't make someone motivated. That has to come from within. That is a a core piece of their self-discipline. Your job as a leader, your job is to inspire them to tap into their own motivation. Think about a time when you gave this great, we'll call motivational speech. You know, it was, it was an exciting speech. You, you, you got your team all fired up. And then shortly thereafter, the fire was gone and you're, you're looking at yourself in the mirror going, what just happened? I gave this great speech. Everyone was fired up. They were on top of the world. And all of a sudden, the motivation, it seems to have disappeared. But on the flip side of that, think of another time where maybe you and your team, you had to accomplish something that was extremely challenging. There was something that happened in the workplace. It was a big challenge. Everybody rallied together to overcome it. You did. The team was on a high. And that inspiration carried on for a length of time. That's the difference between motivation and inspiration. Motivation is that temporary high, that um, that emotional excitement that that you produce that comes from on the outside of that person, and it's short-lived. But inspiration that produces a motivation inside of them, that's what carries on that, that they can then build upon. Does that make sense? Okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes, if you will. I've got a list of five actionable things that you as a leader can do to help inspire your team. All right, we're talking about the difference between inspiration and motivation. All right, we're moving beyond motivation. We're just talking about inspiration now. It's not your job to motivate. It's your job to inspire. And then that inspiration is going to generate that motivation that comes from within. Okay, so Five actionable things. If you're taking notes, if you're writing things down, if you're one of those types of people that likes to uh, make a list, then then here's where you want to get out your pen and paper. We're going to talk about five actionable things that you can do as a leader to inspire your team. All right, so number one, be authentic. We've talked about this many times on the podcast. You cannot fake the real deal. All right, when you're authentic, People know it. People feel it. Authenticity breeds trust. And when your team trusts you, they're more open to what you have to say. And they're more likely to be inspired by your vision. 
All right, so drop the act, drop the 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 the, the fake, the falseness, and be you. Be the real you. People are far more likely to get behind a leader who is transparent and who is who is vulnerable to being their authentic self. Don't you want your your team members, your employees, or even your colleagues, don't you want them to be themselves, be authentic? You can't keep up some facade, some you know, double life, some double personality. You can't keep that up for any length of time. And anyway, who wants to do that? Who wants to live a life like that? Who wants to, to be anything but authentic, right? That's where you find your real joy. That's where you find your real happiness in what you're doing is when, when your, your own personal, real authenticity lines up with the vision and the purpose and the things that you're doing on a daily basis. When all that collides, that's where you find real joy. So, so drop the act. Be you. Be true, right? Be authentic, all right, number two, vision casting. And this is a big one, y'all. This is huge. You've got to have a vision that's so compelling that it it practically pulls people along. It can't just be your vision, though. You've got to make them see it as their own, too. And And vision is something that people can get behind. Vision is something that can inspire people. It's it's what you're trying to accomplish. Paint a vivid picture. Use storing, storytelling to make it relatable, maybe. Once they see and feel the future, that thing that you're trying to accomplish, that you're trying to envision, they're going to be inspired to help you make it a reality. Now, and now you might be saying to yourself, what if they don't? What if they don't get behind this vision? What if the vision that we're trying to, to strive for, the vision that we're trying to accomplish, the, the direction we're going what if they don't get behind that? What if they can't see that or feel that and that doesn't inspire them and, th- and they don't want to get behind that vision? That's a whole nother conversation, right? That goes back to the whole idea of, is this the right person in the right seat at the right time? And they may or may not be. And that's a whole nother conversation, like I said. That's about getting the right people on the bus and that bus heading in the direction where all those people want to go. And w- that's a whole nother podcast We've done them before about that. We'll do another one, so hang tight on that. Through this process, through this inspiration process, we're, we're just assuming that the right people are on the bus, okay? Uh, there's a whole That's a whole other conversation to determine whether uh, the right people are on the bus or whether they're not, but, but not getting behind the vision that you are putting forth, the vision of the of the company, the vision of the organization, the mission at hand, not getting behind those things, that's a pretty good indicator that that it may not be the right person on the bus. Uh, But we'll talk more about that uh, in another podcast. But just know that once they see and feel that thing that you're envisioning, once they see and feel your vision, you have casted that vision and you have, you have painted that picture, you know, and, and you've, it's not just something that you want, but it's, it's the organization too. But, but even down to the departmental level, you're going to have a vision for your department, right? And, and the people that are in your department, they got to get behind that. I mean, you're in that leadership role for a reason. Somebody has trusted you uh, and your ability to put forth that vision so that other people can get behind it. And so it, it's, it's, it's up to them to, to see what you're painting, you know, so paint them a good vivid picture. And then they'll be inspired to help you make that 
a reality. All right, so that was number two, vision casting. So number one was uh, be authentic. Number two, vision casting. And number three, empowerment. Look, being a leader is not about dumping tasks on people and calling it a day. It's about giving them challenges that you know they can rise to. Show you believe in them and and that you're entrusting them with meaningful tasks. And this is an incredibly hard thing for some leaders to do. And there's several reasons why that's challenging for some leaders. We'll touch on that in just a second. But when they succeed, when your team succeeds, and they will if you've set them upright, okay, they will succeed. They'll not only be motivated, but deeply inspired to keep pushing forward and pushing forward for you. But I often see that leaders are sometimes hesitant to empower people. And it comes from, you know, a number of areas, but, but feeling threatened is one of those. And sometimes we don't even want to admit that or we don't even recognize it, but, but they might feel threatened. They, they might say to themselves, well, what if I empower this person and they gain the skills to replace me? And what about that? What if I'm not needed anymore because my team can do all the things that, that I'm, you know, tasked to do? And I would say, great job. That is a great sign of a leader when they have empowered their people enough where their people can handle business when that leader's out. The last thing you want is for your team to suffer when you're not there, right? They should be able to just go on business as usual when you have to step out, when you have to be in a meeting, when you have to be off. Why would you never want to be able to take a vacation because your team can't function without you? Give them the skills to rise above and to be able to function in your absence. Some people might say, well, what if they make a mistake? Okay, what if they make a mistake? That's a great opportunity to learn. We all too often have the wrong philosophy on mistakes. Do we want mistakes to happen? Heck no. We shouldn't want mistakes to happen. But when they do, it's a fantastic opportunity to learn. A mistake is probably one of the greatest teachers on the planet right? Nobody wants to make that mistake again. And so oftentimes we'll put in that much more effort to try to find the solution or learn the process or learn the task or, 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 or fix the issue, whatever it is, so that that mistake doesn't happen again. So don't worry about if they make a mistake. Mistakes, we can fix it, right? There's very few mistakes that can't be fixed, but we're going to learn from them when they happen. You hear this uh, excuse all the time. Well, what if they gain the skills or the experience and then they go somewhere else? Well, what if they do? So you're going to punish somebody because they want to better themselves? Hey, listen, you know the old saying that says, uh, give them the skills, teach them the skills so that they can go somewhere else, but treat them so well that they don't want to? I mean, what about that? Make the environment so that they don't want to leave. But if it's better for them to leave, if it's a better opportunity for them, if they can better themselves with an opportunity that maybe your organization can't offer them at the time, then congratulate them. Help them to achieve that better opportunity. Isn't that what it's all about? As a leader, isn't that what it's all about? To create opportunities for people, to help people become the best version of themselves? It is for me. That's the part I love about being a leader. I know it sounds cliche, but it's, it's helping people to become the best version of themselves. That is a big part of what we do as leaders. 
All right, so empower your people, right? Give them some boundaries, set some guardrails, and then empower them to do their job within those boundaries. You'll be amazed at what they accomplish and that motivation that wells up inside them because you inspired them through empowerment. All right, so that was number three, empowerment. Number four, be vulnerable. And this does tie in a little bit to number one that we talked about being authentic, but be vulnerable, right? And, and this maybe goes back to a little bit of the mistake making that we just mentioned. No one's a superhero 24-7, right? If, if your boss, your leader, your manager says they've never made a mistake, they're telling you a lie. So be vulnerable. Sometimes it's more inspiring to show your team that you have flaws, that you have fears, that you have doubts just like they do, that you put your pants on the same way they do, one leg at a time in the morning. It makes you relatable. And that connection can be a powerful source of inspiration. Vulnerability isn't weakness. It's an invitation for others to live their authentic lives, their authentic selves. We talked about in in point number one. So be vulnerable. If you make a mistake, own it. I posted a little screenshot of an article that I saw this week. And it was just talking about how Andy Reid took responsibility for the Chiefs' loss to the Lions this week. I don't think anybody expected the Chiefs to lose to the Lions, but they did. And the head coach for the Chiefs, Andy Reid, could have blamed a number of different things. But instead, he took responsibility for the team's loss. He took ownership. Now, were there, th- were there mistakes? Were there things that the individual team members could have done differently and it may have changed the outcome of the game? Maybe. I mean, maybe that was the Lions' day. Who knows? But Andy Reid, the leader of the team, took responsibility. He took ownership. He was vulnerable. Vulnerability is not a weakness. It's a strength. It's a fantastic leadership trait. If you make a mistake, own it. There is nothing wrong with saying to your team, hey, y'all, I screwed up. I made a mistake right here. And then see how they respond. If you've been the right kind of leader in the past, chances are they're going to say, hey, how can we help you fix it? Let us jump in there and help you fix this. Because being vulnerable makes you relatable and it makes people want to jump in and help. It makes people want to be their authentic selves. So be vulnerable. All right, number five, consistency. And this might be, I could argue that they're all the the very best points, but, but this one might be the most important. Be consistent. Have you ever had a boss or a leader or manager? You know, I use those terms interchangeably and I could do a whole podcast about how I think they're really different, but just for the sake of ease of conversation. Have you ever had a boss who was all over the place? Yeah, not very inspiring, is it? Think about a boss who was incredibly inconsistent in the past. They were, you know, this flavor today. They were another flavor tomorrow. It was, we're going to do it this way today. No, tomorrow we're going to change and go this way. Just change upon change upon change upon change. And the consistency is uninspiring, if you will. You've got to be steady as a rock. Now, that doesn't mean that changes don't happen inside an organization because they do. Change is inevitable. But as a leader, you got to be consistent. Your team needs to know what they can expect from you every single day. 
consistency. They need to know what to expect from you every single day. Consistency in your actions and in your words shows reliability and get this, it earns respect. Too often, what we want as a leader is we want respect because of our title. Well, I'm the manager over XYZ and you need to respect me because I'm the manager. Well, guess what? Respect is earned. Now, it's commendable that you have gotten the position. You've earned it. I'm sure you, you worked hard to get that position and that's great and it's commendable. And there is a certain amount of respect that comes with a position, right? But in the context of what we're talking about today, inspiring people, that respect is earned. That respect is not just because of a title, right? The respect that will inspire people to be the best version of themselves comes from something that's earned, right? Your consistency in your actions and your consistency with your words. When those two things don't line up, you're not going to inspire anyone. When you say this and do another thing, you can forget inspiring anyone to be the best version of themselves. Your actions and your words have to line up. So you got to figure out a way to get those two things on the same page, right? You can't say this and then do this. They have to match. And that's how you show reliability. That's how you earn respect. And when people respect you, inspiring them becomes a whole lot easier. I mean, think about that leader who was incredibly inconsistent in your past. Maybe it's one that you have right now. And are you ready to go walking through the fire with that leader? Are you ready to go to battle with that leader? Probably not. You don't have a lot of respect for them because their actions are not congruent with their words. So you don't have a lot of respect for them. And, and therefore, you don't want to go to battle with them. You're not inspired to go the extra mile, to do that extra thing, to dig deep, and to overcome those challenges that sometimes seem insurmountable. The way that you get people to get behind you and to accomplish those big, hairy, audacious goals is by earning their respect, by being consistent. So that was number five, consistency. So numbers one through four, let's look at them again. Be authentic. You can't fake it. You got to be the real deal. Vision casting, right? You got to have a vision that's so compelling that it pulls people along. Number three, empowerment. Put up some guardrails. Teach people what, what you expect. Give them clear expectations. And then empower them to overcome the challenges within those boundaries. You'll be amazed at how inspiring that is to people. Number four, be vulnerable. Hey, you put your pants on the same way everybody else does, one leg at a time, right? You're, you're no different than they are when it comes to being vulnerable. You got flaws and fears and doubts just like they do. Don't try to hide those from your team. Vulnerability isn't a weakness, it's a strength. Number five, consistency. Don't be that leader that's all over the place. Make sure your words and your actions that they line up. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. Motivation is not your job. People have to find that in themselves. But inspiration, that is where a real leader can make a difference. You are lighting a fire inside someone that helps them to become a better version of themselves. And that's what this is all about. Well, that's about all the time I've got for today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of PXP. 
If you did, won't you invite your five closest friends to listen to it? Just pull up your podcast app. They all have a little share button. Hit that share button, copy it as a link, and text it to five of your closest friends and say, hey, check this out. Let me know what you thought about it. Tell me something that maybe stood out to you. Maybe just have a conversation about this topic with those five close friends. Because here's the deal. Chances are, if you liked it, they're going to like it too. Most of all, though, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and I hope that you have an amazing day.